Welcome to Sunday Music Soapbox, Season 3, Episode 1. I know, I know, it's been quite a while since our last episode, almost a year ago with Daru Jones. I can kind of explain that. I'm a, I'm a teacher during the day, and when we got to the summer last summer, it was such a rough year with COVID and teaching and getting through, I was like, boy, I just need some time off because I'm the only one that does this. I edit everything, I record everything, and I really enjoy it, and I forgive me for the break in the action. But today, we are starting our third season off fresh with a wonderful interview from across the pond in the beautiful country of Ireland. However, I do need to give you some background first. I first visited Ireland in 2015 on a planning trip for my music students. This was back when I was the band director at St. Pius X Catholic High School. And I absolutely fell in love with the country, the landscapes, the historic attractions, the Guinness, the whiskey, and of course, the wonderful people. So kind, so friendly, and just absolutely funny. I then brought my students to Ireland on a week-long performance tour in April 2016, which made stops in Galway, where we performed with the St. Patrick's Brass Band, Limerick, where we performed with the Limerick School of Music and the orchestra there, Cork, where we performed at the Cork Institute of Technology Music School, and last but not least, Dublin, where we did a co-concert with the fabulous Artane Band. But it wasn't until my third visit to Ireland in October 2019 that I met musician Kieran Finn. It was the last bar I went to on the last night I was in Dublin visiting, and it just so happened that Kieran was performing. I walked in the door, and Kieran was performing a great duo set with a talented fiddle player named Barry McGuire, and we had a blast. These days, Kieran and his brother Hugh make up a fantastic musical duo called The Finns, and they have some amazing music out. They've also gained a lot of followers worldwide from their live stream performances on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. So here we go, lads. Grab a Guinness, raise your glass, and schlancha. Enjoy my interview with Kieran Finn. So, Kieran, well, I'm wondering if I should get a beer. I don't have a beer yet. Are you oh, going to have a pint? Yeah, I actually had three already, so but I'll have another one. <laughs> well, I better get caught up. Hold on a second. Look, man, I didn't, I didn't think I had three points. <laughs> I'll tell you right back. All right. Here we go. Okay. Uh, cheers to you, Shlanta. Shlanta, dude. Shlanta, man. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome my friend from across the pond in Dublin, Ireland, Kieran Finn. How's it going, man? How are you, Chad? How are you, man? I, it's wonderful over in Nashville. We've got some snow today, and uh, so I'm all settled in. I'm excited to have the chance to talk to you today. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. We would love a little bit of snow here um, in Ireland. It's been a couple of years since we had proper snow. Yeah, right on. Well, I, I think the best place for us to start here, Kiran, is uh, is I'll, I'll let you tell it. Uh, uh, tell tell the people uh, how we first how I first met you. I, I stumbled into a bar there. Tell tell that story. Yeah, am am I allowed to tell tell the truth? Is this? Oh yes, this? please do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I have. Um, I was playing a gig here in Dublin City, um, in the in the heart of Dublin City, actually on Dame Street, um, which kind of runs um, parallel to the the Temple Bar Strip. So I was playing in a place. Uh, I think it's called. It was called Sweeney's. I think it's called it's called Sweeney's. And uh, I was playing a gig there with a, um, a fiddle player um, called Barry. And um, 
Bear McGuire. McGuire. Right? Where that's right, um, an absolute savage fiddle player, and uh, it was one of my first gigs. I was kind of jumping from different venues, different venues at that time, but that was one of my first gigs in that particular place with Barry. One, well, I think it's my first gig with Barry, I think. And I uh, we were sitting down playing away, and uh, this loud um, American <laughs> <laughs> sitting down in front of us, and um, it was almost like heckling, but it wasn't heckling quite. And uh, it turns out this guy's name was Chad. Um, from Nashville, <laughs> from the states. Um, but yeah, we had a bit of a bit of banter, a bit of crack, as we see here in Ireland, uh, back and forth banter um, throughout the gig. And you know, I could see that that that, that you were kind of into music, Chad. Um, I didn't know at the time that you were um, an absolute awesome drummer. Um, but we got to chatting after, um, and uh, we kind of found out that we, um, you know, shared. We had mutual passion for music, you know. And uh, yeah, so it was good fun. So yeah, you were uh, right right off the bat. You were you were kind of good crack, despite the the kind of the semi heckling. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, you know it's funny because when I go to Ireland, I I, I of course as, as an American, I I'm looking for session music. You know, I want to hear real you know or Irish artists are playing their music or not. And so you know, the first time I I came to Ireland in 2015, I, I landed we ended up at, in Galway first at the keys and i come in the door and they're playing like i swear brown eyed girl which uh, as i as as i already said like that's one of my you know i like van morrison but not that song and i just in america that was a song in college that was always overplayed at the at the clubs and the bands would always play it and but i no knock to van morrison but anyway i think it started with you were going to play something and I said, well, just don't play Brown Eyed Girl. And you were like, oh, Christ, that's the only one we know. <laughs> that was exactly it. <laughs> so that, yeah. that was, yeah, I, I, think, I think you thought I was a, a bit of a dick at first, but I think I was, I was just kind of just busting your balls there for a minute for fun. So Yeah, because you, you're, you're kind of scratching, you're scratching a song off, uh, off, off a musician's set list, you know. My, you know, my, my love for, for Ireland uh, has grown, you know, I, as I mentioned before, I, I brought all of my students over to perform on a tour of Ireland in 2016 before I met you. And uh, we, we did uh, uh, we were in um, we were in Galway with the St. Patrick's Brass Band. We did a, a co-concert with them and we went to Limerick with the Limerick School Orchestra. Um, and and then uh, we were at uh, in Cork at Cork Institute of Technology, the music department there. We did a concert there. And then we did a co-concert right there in Dublin with uh, the Artane band. That's that's where it kind of began, and and I've been back. And that last time I when I met you, it was uh, on a great great uh, trip with my friend John. And uh, we're we're trying to come back this March, uh, but you know that's two two months away. It's not looking good, is it, for St. Patty's Day? I don't know, man. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's it's anyone's guess now at this stage. You know, things are so things are so unstable now. Um, like nobody knows what to plan, you know, even ourselves, myself and my brother, like we don't know what to plan, what to take on, you know, do you take on something abroad? Do you take on something here? Do you take on something here? It could be gone right now, you know, um, all, all the venues are kind of closed at eight o'clock. So it's like, we don't know, like the promise that we were promised that February with things will start opening up properly, you know, and if this, if this Paddy's Day doesn't go ahead, like in in some kind of semblance of kind of normality, that'll be the third Paddy's Day that will be kind of knocked on the head, you know. Yeah. Um, which is the you know three three Paddy's days. That's crazy, oh, man. You know. That's, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's not, a big blow. 
Yeah, not good. Uh, what and what? Um, you know, you know. Speaking of the pubs are closing at eight because we all know, you know, COVID doesn't affect you till after eight p.m. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's what it is here. Yeah. So this is the kind of debate that's happening, and even with punters in the pub as well, they're 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 pretty like uh, peeved off that you know they're only getting warmed up there at like kind of seven o'clock or seven thirty, if right. even out at that stage. You know. And, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a it's a weird one. Well, and I'm I'm not uh, you know I'm a, I'm a music teacher during the day. I teach rock band in Nashville, and I'm I'm fully vaccinated over here because that's as teachers is what we need to do. We're around all the students every day, and I'm not ignorant about the situation. But yeah, we sure gotta we sure gotta find a way out of it. And you know, over here we're we're waiting on the industry to come back. I mean, I have a new band. We're trying to plug away and and uh, you know try and get a, a summer tour going and. You know, are we going to have summer tours this summer? Are we going to have festivals? You know, there's things planned. In fact, um, you know, I ta- I've been talking to you about Fontaine's DC. You know, it's my one of my favorite bands over in Ireland, and I guess they're they're coming to America on tour uh, in April and May. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping that that happens. You know, so we'll just have to see. Yeah, let's hope t- uh, things like that happen. Like we do know that people are are traveling over to the states at the moment. Some bands, some some friends of ours, and some kind of some our, our peers and stuff are going over there traveling. You know, um, but it, it's quite tough to get a visa at the moment. Um, you know, unless you're kind of you know DC Fontaine's kind of status there or 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 alike. You know, um, but that's it's it's it is fantastic for the bands that are able to do that. So that's that is brilliant. You know, and I'm glad that you guys. It, things are a little bit I think things are a little bit more open over there um, for you guys at the moment with regards music at the moment here um, you know I know the likes of you know um, the High Kings you know that band the High Kings yes um, like the like the like the the highest echelon of kind of Irish music kind of ballads and stuff of singing and stuff yeah well um, they they had to cancel lots of their shows here in January you know so People are finding it very hard to to have tours here at the moment with the way restrictions are going, you know. Um, and any kind of event, any any kind of events, you know, um, yeah. you know, and it takes takes place after eight pm. And and some bands as well, some artists have had to um, do two shows on a day, which is fantastic. Um, um, kind of yeah, like um, half the house room, you can't have the full capacity of the room. Yeah. Exactly, and that's that's a massive thing for an artist to do. Like instead of doing one show on a Sunday, they have to do like two shows um, for and try and make them as special as they can, you know, for an audience. And I'm talking big venues here, you know, um, you know, kind of uh, the Olympia Theater and kind of Vicar Street. They've had to they've had to kind of do two shows and put the energy, put the same energy into those two shows in one day. Which is, I think, it's a, a fantastic thing for artists to to, to do. You know, um, that's a um, yeah, a, a massive gesture on their part, you know, and um, that right. they're willing to do those kind of things there. But it's only so long that they can do that for you know. You can't, you can't do this forever, you know. Right, right, and and that's another thing I want to touch bit. Like over here, you know, if like Tennessee is fairly open for some shows, but again, there, a lot of the club venues require a vaccination card or a proof of a negative test, and I think that's turning away. What surprised me, Atlanta, Georgia, is much more strict. I took my son to the Shaky Knees Festival which was a great show. Um, but that was all outdoors. Everything is outdoors, nothing indoors. And they made you show proof of vaccination or negative test for outdoors. And so it really depends on the states over here. I know that like Texas is wide open, Florida is wide open, but of course we've got a spike in current cases. And it's it just really depends on the state that you're in here 
and it's and we're going to see because numbers are coming up with with the current variant. But, you know, I, I, it looks like it's it's a less harmful variant, hopefully for most people. Knock on wood. And, and maybe we can maybe maybe by the summer we can get somewhere at least over here where that can happen. Um, in comparison over there for you guys, if you go from like Ireland to England or somewhere else, you know, what is that like traveling? And do you have to retest to come back into Ireland? Uh, you know, if you did a gig somewhere else? I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not, I'm not crazy sure. Things are changing over here all like all the time. Yeah. Um, I do know um, that if you're, I think if you're if you're fully vaccinated, I think you don't need to show a test if you if you arrive in Ireland. Right. Um, but you can you can have your recovery cert or you can have your your PCR negative test um, when you land in Ireland. I'm not I'm not too sure what it's like in in the UK. It's it's man, it's changing so much um, that it's very hard to keep up. And you know they keep changing the the goalposts. Um, you know, common sense seems to be um, as rare as live music gigs kind of these days. I don't know what's going on. Um, you just mentioned the thing there where some states are looking for proof of vaccination outside. You know, it's yeah, it's it, it's strange to me that science is 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 changes um, with, with regards to what state you're in, you know, or what country you're in, you know. Right. Uh, it's funny that it's not kind of um, kind of universal science, you know. Uh, which right. is it's funny for me, you know, but I don't, I, I couldn't tell you because I've no interest really in, in traveling too much at the moment until right. things come some kind of normality. Otherwise, you're kind of, you're jumping through hoops and you, like you might go somewhere on on Monday and when you're coming back the following Monday, you might not be allowed back in and you might, you could be put into a hotel for two weeks and be charged two grand or something like that, you know? Of um, course. And that's, that's happening to people. So, um, like, I'm dying to get out of here and do some music abroad, but things are very unstable at the moment. Um, and as I said, you know, the the, the, um, the goalposts keep on changing with what you need to travel in, in and around Europe, you know? I, I yeah. Think. Very, very understandable. Understandable uh, over there as far as that goes. And isn't it like to get a work visa to come to the States? Is it like three grand or something? What What is it like? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's pretty pretty difficult to get a visa. My step and my brother now have got um uh, a couple of visas um the I think the P one visas over there, and they're a nightmare. We had a, we had to get visas as well with um a, a bigger band we played with Nafina back in two thousand and fourteen. Now thankfully we didn't have to do a lot of that work uh, paperwork <laughs> ourselves. We have a we had a, a great management team to Good. to work on that. And um, you know, we, we didn't really we weren't really um, aware of the work that went into it. But um, we when we have to do it ourselves, and we know a lot of musicians that have to do it themselves, and it's insane. And it's not only is the paperwork insane, um, the yeah, it, the, the the cost of it is 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 immense. You know, it is something like three three or four thousand at least. Sure. And if it's running if it's running late, which these days. It, uh, a visa may very well run late. It could cost you another fifteen hundred or two two thousand. It'd be two thousand dollars, I think, for um estimated fee. You know, so um, those things are all are are all massive kind of obstacles that you need to get through. And like you know, back uh, maybe back twenty or thirty years ago, people were kind of going over to the states and playing a couple of tunes, um, kind of under the radar and stuff. But there, that's not something you kind of do now these days. You know. Um, you just, yeah, I was, was going to ask about that. I was going to ask about that. Have you ever just said, I mean, what happens if you said you were coming over for leisure? <laughs> or would they not let you leave? 
Uh, yeah, no. If you if you if you went over there and said like, oh, I'm going on my holidays, and then you you're you know you're playing in Madison Square Garden or you know <laughs> or whatever or Murphy's in whatever in whatever Connecticut Murphy's Pub in Connecticut on a Sunday at three o'clock, you're like yeah you're you're banned for like ten or fifteen years. So um, right. that's yeah. If you're if you're kind of you know if you're serious about the the kind of music stuff and making a proper career over there. Which which I am, and so is my brother as well, and anyone I kind of talk to. We want to try and do it kind of by the book, you know, and do it properly as as much as a pain uh, in the neck it, it is. We want you. It's that's the the way to do it. That is the way to do it, you know. Yeah, understandable, and that's very professional. And that makes sense if you you don't want to mess that up, so you still be able to come over. Um, I like to continue. Let's let's change it up here for a second, and I, I just want to go back to uh, you know, obviously you have. Um, your, your duo group with your brother, Hugh, uh, the Finns, and you guys do a lot of great live streaming and you've got a couple of, uh, recordings out and albums and stuff, but I want to go back before that, before we get to that part and just talk about, um, you know, what are, what are your musical roots, um, Kiran and, 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 you know, where did your music journey begin? Of course, I, uh, when I was growing up, I grew up with, um, uh, parents, sorry, with music on both sides of the family. So my 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 uh, my mother's family had uh, they were deeply involved in music. My my, my granddad played drums and tin whistle and accordion, um, um, and uh, banjo and mandolin and all that kind of stuff there. And my other um, on the other side as well, my my father's father played um, harmonica and sang as well, and uh, and he. Um, had poems and he was a very uh, very intelligent man and all that kind of stuff but yeah there was music on both sides of the family and my father as well sang he sang Shanos and Shanos I'm not too sure if you're familiar with um, the, the Shanos the term Shanos please um, enlighten us it means old style it's, it's kind of um, it's uh, Shanos Nos is a style I think and Shan is old so I think it's old style it translates into old style music, and, and I'm not a scholar, but I could Google it when I'm talking to you here, make sure I don't make a fool of myself. But Shanos is the old style singing, and it's um it's kind of synonymous with the West of Ireland, um okay. and it's a very unique style of singing. It's um it's it's hard to explain. You'd have to look it up. S e a n n o f a d s, and it's a uh, it's a very old style of, of Irish singing. And my father was very well into that, and. Uh, so from there, we were kind of introduced into Irish music. There's four of us in the family. So we would have been brought to uh, Tin Whistle lessons when we were younger. Um, you know, you know the tin, we would have been familiar with the Tin Whistle, the kind of Penny yeah. Whistle. Same, yeah, Penny yeah. Whistle, same thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so the, at, at an early age, you know, maybe seven or eight or something like that, anyone who's kind of learning Irish music, they're kind of introduced to it via uh, the Tin Whistle. So we would have had a couple of lessons there when we were younger um, on, on Tin Whistle. And that's kind of how we got into, into Irish music, you know, learning the kind of jigs and reels and stuff um, um, on, on the Tin Whistle. And then we would have kind of kind of ventured out. I, I started learning uh, fiddle as well with my brother. Um and uh, my other brother then was kind of learning um, the inland pipes, you know. But um, as we kind of got older, we were kind of less and less interested in in the Irish music because it wasn't so popular in the small town we were from. And uh, we were kind of getting more and more into kind of popular music, you know. So whatever was popular back in the early 90s, you know, um, the alternative music, we were into kind of Nirvana and Pearl Jam and 
all that kind of stuff and kind of rage against the machine. Um, all these kind of bands, we were kind of, you know, we prefer listening to them, the Pixies, um, all this kind of stuff. We were kind of listening to, to, to those guys um, when we weren't like playing jigs and reels on Tin Whistle. So right. we had a nice mix coming in there, you know. Um, we, we were kind of, uh, we were kind of jamming out in our, in our, in our shed. Our, our garage, as you guys would call it, we call it the garage or a shed. Yeah. Um, I yeah, bought the, a, I the bought class a, song, right? We come from garage land. Yeah, you, yeah, because you guys call it. Uh, that's a great song. <laughs> um, yeah, so we were, yeah, so I actually bought a drum kit when I was, um, when I was, I think, 15 or 16. That, that was um, the best decision probably ever, right? Uh, the best decision <laughs> ever. I was never so happy. I went over to, uh, um, Kilkenny City, and I bought a a drum kit, a secondhand drum kit in SNS, and you know it's like now it's not much to look at, you know. But for me, it was a, like a real life drum kit, and I, I, it's kind of cool talking to you about this because, man, you are like an epic drummer, you know. And uh, yeah, you're like you know you know when someone is just has got has got it, and they have you, the groove. You, you remember your first drum set, that's for sure. I'll never forget, you know my first drum set and just that's a special time of what, what was your first drum kit as a matter of interest well i had my parents got me one when i was like four and i don't remember the brand but the one the real first professional one that i got when i was old enough to kind of know what was going on it was this off brand it's a very funny name called jugs like oh. like a woman's <laughs> um yeah it's called jugs drums and it was this uh, aqua blue uh, kid. I got it at MAE Music in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It was, you know, not much to look at, but it was, it was mine, you know. Yeah, I can so, imagine. Yeah, getting getting a drum kit at that age, man, is just absolutely epic, you know. Yes. Yeah. So I got this drum kit, and to, to I to show you how little I knew about drumming, I, I loved it. But to show you how little I knew about drumming. I thought like the hi hat. The ch -ch 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 sound, I thought that was just your left leg was just going to make that sound. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. It yeah. wasn't the right hand. It wasn't the closed hi hat hitting it with your right hand, and it took me a week to figure out that it wasn't my left leg that was supposed to tap. So <laughs> there was no YouTube back then, man. It was just like right. It was just get the drums and figure it out. You know, I think we had one video from Smashing Pumpkins, um, somewhere in the house. You know, recorded from from New Year's Eve or something like that. And uh, we had, you know, we had we had something recorded on on our, our VHS recorder, and we watched that, and we learned um, bullets, bullet and butterfly. Uh, what's it, butter, but bullets in in butterfly wings. Yeah. Um, we we learned a live version of that, but yeah, that's that's kind of where my the kind of rock music kind of started off. Um, that that side of things, um, and around the same time, um, or actually a few years before, I'd started um, playing guitar in. Uh, kind of primary school I had a couple of chords um, uh, for uh, like G, G, D and A and E and all that kind of stuff yeah. for something called the, 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 a ballad group and a ballad group was like a band that would have would kind of a teacher would kind of pick out um, the kind of guys um, uh, we, we, we had a boys school so it would pick out the guys in the school that could hold a note or could you know who were kind of half half musical yeah. So 
Um, yeah, so I was the one who played guitar for the Ballard Group and we'd sing and we'd enter competitions. Um, nice. So, yeah, yeah, had a good mix. And then from there on, man, that, it was just, you know, yourself as a teenager, you just, you listen to every kind of music and you just jam out the songs. And it kind of went from there. And that's how I kind of got introduced into... Uh, I, I, like that's how I kind of developed a, like a mix between Irish music and rock music. I always loved Irish music, like even though I was kind of not into it when I was a kid. Um, I kind of got back into it, and I always, uh, I, I always loved listening to it. You know, going forward, really quick, flash forward is with your duo, the Finns, with your brother Hugh. I love how you do a lot of traditional Irish stuff and some of your material um, that seems a little bit more modern. But then you'll throw in. You know, you're throwing a riff from Smashing Pumpkins or somebody like that. Yeah, I think that's like, it's it's sometimes it's not even um, kind of uh, preconceived. It's just like some like stuff like popping out, oozing out. You know, because I came into music kind of, uh, especially um, guitar, um, kind of relatively um, late professionally compared to everyone else. You know, I was only maybe kind of. Uh, 28 29 30 um yeah. kind of started playing guitar kind of uh, professionally you know and when i say professionally i was just, it was able to do it for a living in some pubs and stuff so all these songs that were in my head that i'd never been able to play before on guitar i was starting to kind of learn so then they were all kind of start started kind of like kind of popping out in the middle of you know whiskey in the jar or <laughs> you know irish right. rovers you know something like that so it's cool and even and even like uh now at the moment i'm still kind of um picking through songs that we used to jam out did you and your brother did you always kind of play music together did that start at a certain time no we we know uh hugh uh we, we call him Bowie, uh but but yeah hugh never uh played music when we were when we were like very young like you know um yeah, 10, 11, 12, 13, I think there at, at the latest, we played fiddle together. We, we learned fiddle. Um, we weren't very good at He was apparently better than me, but we weren't very good at Um, We, we got a couple of lessons. But then, um, you know, I, I got older. He was just, he was kind of involved in playing soccer and I was involved in playing drums and being cool, angsty teenager and playing with uh, Nirvana songs. And, uh, and that was the end of it. I, I went to college and we never played music again. Uh, I went to college when I was 17 or 18 and he was still uh, 13 or 14. So I was in college and he was just doing his teenager stuff. And then the next time we played music was we had a metal band in Cork and we had lost our, our bass player for some reason. I don't know what happened, but we lost our bass player. And we just said, um, my, my other brother, sorry, my, my, my brother Owen played guitar. And we said, uh, Boo, come, Bowie, come along and, and play bass. And he like he couldn't play bass, you know. We were uh, we were ignorant to the ways of right. of a, the bass player, what a bass player actually does. But we were just like, we need some low end in our set. Can you <laughs> can you play these notes in in time? And uh, we just literally showed him where to put his finger uh, and you know at, in the timing. And <laughs> so he did a couple of gigs like that, and that was the end of that. He went to Australia for a couple of years after that. What was your typical set list in the metal band? You're right up my oh, alley. We, we had we had our we actually had our own songs. We had uh, most of our own songs. Oh, nice! And it was very it was very it was a very straight. I, I don't even know how we got by as a band because we had uh, we had <laughs> we had about forty five minutes of a set, uh, maybe an hour, and yeah. and we didn't sing. My was my brother was the lead singer, but he he didn't sing a single word. He kind of like um, instrumental. 
uh, no, he kind of whined and kind of moaned through the whole thing and kind of like um, l- lyrics that aren't really lyrics. So. Sounds like metal to me. I don't know. <laughs> like metal to me, man. It was, it was, you know what? I, it's, I would kill to have a listen to one of those gigs again. What was your band name? Uh, we had uh, a couple of different names. No, no. Oh, that band name was, sorry, was called Kingdom of Mine. Okay. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's a cool. I think it's a cool name. Beats Nina Shopping Centre, which we almost <laughs> was called. Uh, Nina is a place in Tipperary, in the middle of Ireland. Nina Shopping Centre. But uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was Kingdom of Mine was the name of the band. I think it's a cool name, you know. Rad man, that's cool. So when did the Finns idea start with the duo? Well, yeah, the the Finns idea started. I was working in the building site uh, when I was around. Uh, well, after after our college kids let that be a lesson to you i was in art college and then i went straight from art college to a building site <laughs> so don't don't uh, don't become an artist well, so i was in the yeah you well, weren't gonna be the next picasso i guess no definitely not dude i, I did sculpture right. as well i think that's the, that's okay, the worst of the worst but yeah but uh yeah i just uh, i was in a i was in art college and then uh, i was sick of being broke and i started working in the building site to make some money and then I started playing in bands and stuff there because I could afford some faking drum kits uh, because I was making some money. So I did that for a couple of years. And then we had a recession over here in Ireland and I decided to go back to the music. I left uh, Cork City, was, which was where I was working um, on the building sites and playing in some bands down there. And I moved to Dublin to, um, to do an Irish music course in a place called Ballyfermot. Um which is kind of a suburb of Dublin, and they had this great Irish music course. And I decided I wanted to learn how, how to play the fiddle uh, again, basically, after after how many years, 20 years or something like that. And, my, and Hugh was living up there at, at that time, and he was kind of working and doing his thing. Um, not, nothing kind of, kind of music related, but I moved up there, and I lived with him for a little bit, I think for a year. And uh, <laughs> but he decided that he wanted to go to Australia because he wasn't doing anything here. So uh, he, he packed up his stuff, moved to Australia. And I finished off my year of, of uh, my second year of that music college course. And um, and at the end of my second year, I started playing music in around Temple Bar. You know, the Temple Bar area. Yeah. Uh, Chad, you're familiar with it there. You would have walked around it and had a. Uh, no, I, I was in there and, and my, my having my Kilbegans and ginger ale uh, watching a couple yeah. of great bands in there. Yeah, so like you know, people do kind of slag it and stuff. There's kind of a, a tourist trap there, but there are there are some fantastic musicians in there. And for for many years, I like when I was in in Dublin or visiting Dublin, I would would always go to Temple Bar because I had friends that played music there, um, and I knew, and I knew they were excellent, you know. And I loved Irish music, and there was nowhere else in Dublin you could find like kind of mic'd up Irish music having the crack, kind of like not taking itself too seriously, you know, right. which. A lot of the times Irish music does, you know, so you'd go in there and you'd, you'd have a guy and you'd be singing and you'd have a, a, two fiddle players or a fiddle player and a, an accordion player and banjo player. So I, I actually thought this was amazing. So, um, yeah, so Hugh left for Australia. He went to West Australia. And at my second year of my college, the, 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 the last year, second year, um, myself and two other guys uh, got a gig um, and called ourselves all folked up in... Um, in, in the uh, I, I've heard those lyrics before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we were called. Uh, we were called all folked up. We had a 
we had um, an audition, an audition basically for a forty-five minute set some Thursday night after an Irish music festival, and we we drove down and we were dying, and we did we did the forty-five minute set barely because I was only at, I was only kind of learning kind of guitar Irish guitar at that stage, and uh, myself and another guy and uh, Porrick from All Folked Up. And uh, so we started playing music and I started playing music in Tepe Bar. The, the, the audition went great. Um, we, we got a gig there. So I started playing for a couple of years there. And when my brother came back, Hugh came back, um, he had kind of started picking up the banjo over in Australia uh, because uh, apparently the banjo is cool in Australia. And <laughs> so okay. there was a massive kind of, um, yeah, there was a massive kind of Irish community over in in um in Australia, and he he'd always kind of he'd he'd recently only kind of picked up the banjo before he went to Australia, uh, just out of that he liked it, you know, he wasn't looking to do a career out of it or anything like that. Yeah. But he 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 had picked up the banjo, and he packed it and brought it with him, and um, so he was kind of hopping around the uh the uh, hostels in Australia, uh, plucking his banjo. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his banjo and charming, charming the fellas and charming the ladies and whatever you know, sleeping on the beach with his banjo. So he was having a great time over there. And when he came back, um, you know, as you do when you come back from somewhere after so long, you're the you know, you're the you're the weirdly travelled Irish musician, or you know, and you come back and uh, you want something to do. And so he kind of he started playing music in 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 a in a hotel back here. And, uh, and I was at the meantime, I was playing music just across the river uh, from the hotel in bars. And uh, we, just, we just kind of said, like, hey, we'll be playing a couple of tunes together in some gig, you know. And uh, and that was it. We, we, we had a couple of tunes, uh, a couple of songs together at some gig somewhere at some stage. And uh, then actually, so yeah. And then so that was they were just a couple of pub gigs. Um, we didn't really we didn't really consider ourselves a band. It was just to kind of, right. uh, you know, right. kind of make a living, you know. Um, the same as anywhere, you know. Hey, dude, if you know the cards to freaking uh, Tennessee whiskey or whatever wagon wheel, yeah, yeah, okay, me too. Let's let's. There's a job here that we can go in there for a couple of hours and do it. So, and that was that. And then, uh, and uh, and and who knew that Hugh had a, a kind of a talent for songwriting? Um, I didn't know. He he sure as heck didn't know anyway. So. Um, he started kind of, I think he started writing a couple of songs on the banjo or something like that. But he, he got a tenor guitar. Uh, I may have bought him a tenor guitar um, for his birthday, I think. And he started started writing a couple of songs. And we decided there, there was something in the songs. And maybe we should, we should start a band, you know, a proper band. And we called ourselves uh, Huckleberry Jam uh, at the start. And then uh, we changed it to the Finns eventually after a couple of years. I just want to clarify one thing. Um, for the for the folks at home listening who uh, aren't used to this beautiful Irish accent, it's all folk like folk music, F O L K E D, all folked up as a play on words from the all effed up that we say here. You know, so well, I, yeah. I think that's very very clever, and uh, that's of that of course is in one of your songs by the Finns, Folk Man. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Yeah. And I hope I hope, I hope nobody turned off. Uh, are, are tuned out or anything like that. <laughs> no, this, 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 this show is not for kids, so it's all right. It's all good. Cool, cool. Well, yeah, hopefully, yeah. So it is all folked up. And the original, the, the original spelling was all, uh, A-L-L-F-O-L-K-E-D. 
but uh, but Parik changes, um, and I think it's he, he made a right call to uh, all F O L K apostrophe D. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, the original spelling was E D, and I, I don't know why we changed it, but anyway, way that's cooler, man. Way cooler. When, I always love saying that I was uh, one of the, the the original members of All Fucked Up because they are uh, they are aiming for the stars, man. They're 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 doing great stuff. Their Parik is 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 a is a is a fantastic fella and a, a massive worker. He is such a hard worker when, when it comes to the band, you know. Um, and he was, and I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to cite him as one of my um, influences, you know. And I couldn't not because um, he, he was kind of showing me stuff, you know, all the time, you know. And even when he wasn't showing me stuff, yeah. Big shout out to Parik, uh, Parik Mohan there from All Fucked Up, uh, fantastic musician, uh, all around nice guy. Um, absolute legend there, and the band themselves are they're a fantastic band as well, you know. So he's uh, he's one of my my inspirations and my influences, you know. Awesome. Let's pause for a moment because I want to play this song for the audience, "Folk Man" by the Finns. That all folked up. I love that play on words. It's so hilarious. Anyway, here we go. Let's get all folked up right now, you guys. Here's "Folk Man" by the Finns.
All right, again, that was Folk Man by the Finns. That's Hugh Finn, and our guest, Kieran Finn, is here. And let's get back to the second half of our interview with Kieran. The Finns, your live streaming sessions, did that start, uh, you know, before COVID, during COVID? When did that start? Because you guys seem to have a lot of a lot of followers, a lot of people that love the duo and that, um, you know, a lot of people commenting during the songs and live recordings and things. And so, so when did that start? Yeah. So the, um, the, the live streaming thing with myself and myself and uh, Hugh, AKA Bowie, that's, uh, I was like about a year before COVID or two years before COVID. Um, I was, I had my eye on streaming. I wanted to do streaming. Like I thought it was a cool thing, like a, a cool way to reach people, you know, and to kind of get your music out there. Yeah. Um, we had streamed a couple of times, I think on Periscope um, as the Finns, we'd streamed a couple of times as Nafina, um, the, the, the bigger band myself and Hugh play with. So we, um, we, yeah, we, we'd kind of like uh, dipped our toes into this kind of streaming thing. And, you know, to be honest, the technology wasn't really there either um, to, be, to be streaming properly. But I was always, I was always kind of really interested in, I thought it was like your broadcasting, your gig, you know, I thought that like the idea of that was, it was like, so cool, you know. Um, yeah. So I attempted a couple of times um, to, just to do a couple of streams they kind of uh, they kind of practice streams myself now they're not visible to the public uh but they were they're absolutely terrible you know um you know i i don't know what it was, I, I don't know what i was doing um i don't think i had the equipment i don't even think the technology was there but i i attempted a few times and i, I do have a couple of uh i proof that I, I i tried to stream a couple of times on youtube pre pre-covid you know and everything's yeah. out of sync the quality is bad but uh, I kind of put it out of my mind. I know I had bought, I bought some bits and pieces. I bought a DSLR and I bought a capture card, 2016 or 17 or something like that. And for those of you who don't know what uh, a DSLR is or a capture card, the DSLR is just a, a fancy camera that you can take pictures with or you can take videos with. And a capture card is the way for you to capture the video from that fancy camera into your computer and put it up on the internet. It's just like a USB uh, drive, basically, that you can plug okay. your camera into. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that's that, that's all that is. So I bought that stuff, and it, um, that wasn't working for me. And by the time COVID had come around, um, that, that stuff was kind of obsolete. Um, so I was kind of back to square one. But because we had all this time off, I was kind of determined to get it going because everyone was kind of up online streaming yeah and I, and, and I was i was happy because like right i have this vision of what i wanted to look like i wanted to be like this i wanted to sound like that so um yeah so we just started we i think we we were kind of waiting for the live gigs to come back after the two-week um curve flattening thing um that is, is still happening so the month i think after or the three weeks or so or so after um COVID initially started. So I think we were into March or sorry, April of 2020 or something like that. Um, we, we, we kind of decided, okay, let's do a couple of streaming gigs. I can't see, it doesn't look like Anton's coming back here in the next few weeks anyway. So let's, let's start doing some streaming. So I was, I was kind of happy to start kind of delving into it, you know? So that's how we started streaming um, and kind of delving more into it. And we had, we did have a lot of fan, We had a lot of kind of fans and kind of followers from the band we play with um, uh, uh, called Afina. So we had this kind of um, inbuilt following online 
um, that had kind okay. of crossed over from our Nafina days. And we we'd, we were still playing with Nafina. We had still done gigs. Spell the name of that band. Sorry, yeah. Nafina is N-A-F-I-A-N-N-A. And Nafina, um, that's that's Irish. And that's like a, a Gaelic. And it's, it's for the old... Uh, Nafina were the old, uh, the ancient uh, mythological... Um, band of warriors that protected Ireland from uh, jerks, basically. Gotcha. The, yeah, so they were just like the SAS back in, uh, or the um, Navy SEALs, basically, okay. in, <laughs> in ancient in Ireland. Yeah, back in the day, or, you know, like, uh, <laughs> more like um, uh, 300, you know, uh, what's yeah. his name? Those guys, you know, so they were the, uh, the band of warriors. So that's what we call that band, and uh, Fina. And uh, yeah, so we had this kind of uh, built-in followers um, from from those days, the Nafina, and they kind of started following the Finns, and it, it, it kind of grew from there. And we had a we had massive growth spurt um, in our um, followers and fan base from from 2020 and 2021. There from the streaming, you know, we I think we quadrupled our our Facebook. Yeah, I mean, you really seem to have a lot of people and a, and a very diverse set of followers. Like, tell us where, like, where, give us some examples where everybody's from. How far does it reach? Oh, it's, man, it's crazy. We have people like from, uh, like, Paddy Patrick from uh, New, Zeal- uh, New Zealand. We have people there from uh, Israel. We have people from Russia. Uh, we have people there um, in Poland, uh, people from Canada. Um, people from uh, Brazil and the the states as well. So people from all over, all over the place, and all over Europe then as well. You know, yeah, um, I, I think there's like some Swedish people on there too. Swedish people as well. There, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's so people from all, all all over the place. Um, it's actually it's it's fantastic. You know, um, and that was Wonderful. like seeing that happening was kind of like uh, my my um my realization coming true that all these people. You know that that's what I was t- kind of thinking. That was my that was my kind of my dream. I was like I'm getting this music out to to all these people. You know, um, isn't that great? It's crazy. That, that's it's great. I'm, you know, I'm sitting here actually. I wasn't even thinking about it today, but I've got my folkman hat on uh, backwards. I haven't, of course, showered today. It's a lazy, snowed in day here in Nashville, and I'd like <laughs> I throw a hat on and my go to hat. But my backwards go to hat is my fins hat. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> plug plug for the merchandise speaking of which really quick tell tell people where you know where we can find you online and you know on social media and your website and what kind of merch you guys have oh well you can find us on facebook you can find us on instagram you can find us on twitter and you can find us on youtube facebook is the fins music at the fins music instagram is at the fins music twitter is at the fins music and I'm pretty sure YouTube is at the Finns Music as well, or just the Finns Music. What's the funniest or craziest thing that ever happened during a Finns uh, gig live, actually in the pub? If this is pre-COVID, or any anything fun or crazy that maybe you've got a few stories? That what has happened in, in a pub or on online? On a gig, either or. I don't, you know, oh, anything. Really? Oh God, I can't even. I can't even think. There's been some good, there's been some good banter on the, on, you know, if, if anybody out there listening hasn't caught a, uh, the Finns live stream, you really need to do that. It's a great, I have that, uh, if I'm around the house or I'm doing something, even if I'm out in my car and you guys are playing, I'll have it on my phone and run it through my car 
while I'm driving around. And it's just a nice, uh, obviously a nice variety selection of songs that you guys do, but also the banter in between is quite funny. Yeah, yeah. The banter is great on, 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 on the streams. I think I remember uh, we were we were streaming last year and it was kind of the height of the lockdown kind of stuff there. And uh, we were we were playing away and then we kind of heard us kind of shouting and we were like on our headphones kind of wondering where the shouting was coming from, you know. And uh, it turns out that our neighbours, my neighbours kind of from the apartment below me, they were like listening to our stream and kind of shouting up requests to the window that we had <laughs> You know, it was so it was so weird, you know. Um, so that was that was a kind of a cool um kind of stream thing as well, you know. But the the streams themselves are just are just unusual, you know. Um we sometimes we do we do a couple of Zoom streams, um, and they're they're fantastic because you have the the, the, the kind of people and the diversity that I've mentioned um on your Zoom screen and you're kind of seeing these people kind of for, for the first time. Yeah, um, you know. I was on one of those. It was was it last year St. Patty's Day? Is that when it was? Yeah, yeah, man. They're they are they are just. I love them. I actually love them. You know, that was really fun. Like a variety show, and everybody got to do something. And I, I, I uh, played what I know with the baron. Been still been taking baron lessons, and uh, that was a lot exactly. of fun. Yeah, man. They're. I think they're brilliant. You know, and you can see the people who listen to you, and you know, people are just so fun, and they're you know they're. You know, they're they're not just a, um, they're not just something pressing emojis and and dropping comments. They're real people. They're sitting in the rooms and stuff like that. And, and that's yeah. I think that's so cool to see. You know, I think that's amazing. You know, um, so yeah, that they're they're funny things that happens when some streams live gigs. Uh, I wouldn't even know where to start. Like, you know, people, yeah, you know, just like attacking the state. Like some like. I don't know. So, someone trying to do a, a backflip, they jump up the steps on the stage. And do mostly, mostly the crazy visiting Americans, I guess. Mostly, mostly them. Mostly those kind of guys. Kieran, do you have any? What, what you got any hobbies besides obviously being music? Is is seems to be your first hobby. What, what else do you like to do? Uh, I, I like video video stuff, and I like photography, and I like kind of graphic stuff, and um, if that's if my that's kind of separated from the music stuff so no that's great that, that kind of stuff kind of ties into the music stuff um well me anyway because it means you can kind of create your own content yeah and i think that's i think that's a good thing to be able to do so like you know if we want like i i kind of invested in some kind of kind of photo gear and kind of um kind of video gear and i kind of like that stuff it doesn't necessarily have to be music um i kind of like kind of taking pictures and stuff and kind of doing videos so but apart from that um i'm not really sure if i have any other hobbies because if you're a musician and you're passionate about it it kind of consumes it kind of consumes you um sure and you don't even well i mean i guess what do you do to relax just have a pint and and relax i mean you know yeah yeah man i love i love pints that's that's exactly <laughs> what i love to do uh, i'm pouring pouring a can of guinness right now so yeah i do like yeah, I love music and I'm I'm like so so crazy passionate about it, you know. So anything that I kind of have, anything that my hobby is, I kind of um I kind of relate it to music. I, I I always try to link it in with it, you know. I heard your Guinness born, and here's my uh, here's my dogfish head beer schlancha. Schlancha, dude. All right, to you. Um. Oh yeah. I wanted to always ask you because you had mentioned in some of your songs and, and that I've heard before, and 
some of your stories that you've been over to the U.S. a couple of times. So when when have you been over, and what what did that entail? Where'd you go? We were yeah, we're over a few times. We were over in Nafina in 2014. We went to uh, the South Shore Irish Fest in Boston. Uh, then I was over uh, with Hugh uh, a few times at the Finns. Uh, I think we went to we we're in, I think we we're at Pasadena and um, in LA, and uh, then we were in. Um, uh, we were in Boston a few times as well, actually, and uh, we made it to New York as well at some stage, uh, and we went to Florida uh, um, as well. And where about? And we played. Yeah, uh, we did a stint in uh, the uh, Raglan Road pub over there in Orlando, and we did a gig as well in Dunedin as well, uh, which is a couple of hours uh, north west of. Uh, Orlando. So yeah, any any experiences we had over there uh, was kind of fantastic. You know, it's it's you know for an Irish musician, it's a dream come true to be over there, um, kind of driving in in a rental car to the next gig. You know, and right? It's it's fantastic. You know, um, I, I'm I'm sure it'll be the same for you, man. If you haven't played over here before. Oh yeah, no, and, and same thing. I mean, I'm looking. That's one of my goals is to, uh, as I mentioned, you know, to get over there and play. Um, yeah. But I thought, did you come to Nashville before? No, never. It was, it was, it was on the cards. I actually have a friend over there that was playing over there in Nashville. Her name is Siobhan Smith, and she was playing over there in in, in Nashville for a while. But uh, it never got never got around to getting over there. You know, it was it was always it was always on the cards, but never got around to it. But well, we're, we're, we're going to make that happen. We're going to make it happen at some point. Absolutely. I uh, definitely think we should, you know. <laughs> We've got, you know, I mean, obviously there's there's plenty of places to play. And my uh, shout out to uh, my two my two favorite uh, Irish spots here in Nashville is uh, uh, the Lost Paddy, which is uh, a great spot. And uh, also McNamara's. There might be another one or two, but I'm, I'm not really familiar with them. But uh, those are the two that I frequent. And uh, but they're also besides that, you know, we don't want to limit you to just Irish places. Of course, there's plenty of places on Broadway and uh, some amazing spots. And of course, all the things to see, you know, and uh, the history and the legends of country music. I've learned so much since I've been here and, and so much more to learn, you know, that's, that's awesome. man. So it's been great. Well, um, Kieran, I, I really want to thank you for, for spending time with me today and give a big hello to your brother, Hugh uh, Dewey. That is, I don't know if I'm allowed to call him that. So, Bowie, Bowie, yeah, Bowie. And uh, also, a big shout out to all the Finns followers on Facebook and everybody across the world. The best, the best. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna play some of your music here in a minute. So, uh, thanks so much for joining us, bud. Savage. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, thanks for having me, man. Man, I really, really enjoyed that interview with Kieran Finn from all the way across the pond in Dublin, Ireland. I hope you enjoyed it too. And if you haven't already. Go right now and check out The Fins at The Fins Music, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, especially the Facebook live stream shows. You've got to check those out. And I think all their previous shows are actually on YouTube. So go check that out. Search them out. And I sure hope we can get them over here to the United States soon when everything settles down. So we're going to end today with a great song by The Fins. This is called Pat the Fisherman. Thanks for listening to Sunday Music Soapbox, new season, episode one. We'll see you next time. The wind 
the sea, the sky and waves I know where I stand on the open ocean I float wherever the current pulls me to I go, I'm a Neptune's palms of mercy I show no signs of going to shore I feel at home on the lonely tides I breathe fresh air to my soul I bleed salt water that flows inside of me I'm Pat the Fisherman I'm hooked on the ocean like a madman, I'm not for the land. I'm Pat the Fisherman, I'm hooked on the ocean. Like a madman, I'm not for the land. The trees, the sand, the rocks, the hills, I don't belong to this environment. I grow tired of the steady ground, I blow a leaf. From my hand in hope of returning to the open sea I drift like a salt-worn wooden man I lift my hands to the foreign waves I need the ocean water under me I'm Pat the Fisherman I'm hooked on the ocean Like a madman I'm not for the land I'm Pat the Fisherman I'm hooked on the ocean like a madman, I am not for the land The wind, the sea, the sky, the waves, the current, the foam, the boat, the sails, the wind, the, the sea, the sky, the waves, the current, the foam, the boat, the sails, the wind, the sea, the sky, the waves, the current, the foam, the boat, the sails, the sails, the wind, the sea, the sky, the waves, the current, the foam, the boat, the sails. I'm Pat the fisherman. On the ocean, like a madman, I'm not for the land. I'm part that fisherman. I'm hooked on the ocean, like a madman. I'm not for the land. I'm part that fisherman. I'm hooked on the ocean, like a madman. I'm not for the land. Man. I'm hooked on the ocean Like a madman Are you not for the land? Oh 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 oh